No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Let's go. And good evening, whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you are. It's Wednesday night, and it's another edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, tonight's recommended drink is cheap box wine. Tonight's recommended snack, bland brand, no-name crackers. This is the official wine and crackers broadcast here on D-Live. Thank you so much for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I hope you had a lovely night because I certainly did. And as always, we've got so much to get through and so little time. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to interrupt me constantly and be a big, mean old bully, then you can do so by following me on Twitter, at Boogie Bumper. Yes, if you'd like to leave a tip during tonight's proceedings, the preferred method is, of course, dlive.tv slash Boogie Bumper or streamlabs.com slash Boogie Bumper. Thank you for joining us. Ah, what a night. (laughs) What a night. I love this kind of stuff. As you know, if you've been a listener to this program for any length of time, you know I'm a bit of a political junkie. It's kind of kind of what I like to do because really when we get down to it, when we boil everything down, when you take all the static noise and white noise and, you know, little inconsequential little foibles that people have, when you strip all that back, I'm actually, when you get down to it, a very boring and miserable person. (laughs) A very miserable, bland, boring, old (laughs) fuddy-duddy. People think, oh man, I'd like I'd like to hang out with Boogs. He sounds like so much fun. It'd be fun to like go out and have a few drinks and get out on the town and that kind of No, you wouldn't. You would fucking hate it. You would hate hanging around with me because I would bore you to death. Literally. Well, I think we should talk about tax reform. <sighs> Why are we going out with this guy? So uh we're we're going to do a little bit of Oh, sorry, Lady of Diamonds. I've, I've got to get better at turning these fucking things on. Pardon me, Lady of Diamonds with the uh, Lady of Diamonds Gypsy with the diamond. Where did you steal the diamond, Gypsy? There you go. Thank you for the diamond, Gypsy. Coffee Talk with Sandra. Follow Coffee Talk with Sandra, by the way. DLive.tv slash Coffee Talk with Sandra. I would totes have a drink with you on the couch. Well, thank you very much. But you would you would be looking for an opportunity to run out of there 100 mile an hour if you could. So we're going to do a little bit of debate review tonight. But I am cognizant of the fact that it's everywhere, and I really I really don't like doing what everyone else is doing. You know, winning TV with a diamond. DLive.tv slash winning TV. Our good friend Phil D'Angelo up there in upstate New York. Uh, can we really talk about tax reform? Yay! Yay! <laughs> Well, we can, as it pertained to the debate last night, which was fucking hilarious. Uh, so we will. I do have a, a number of clips lined up, ready to go. Um, just before we get to any of that, though, I do want to throw out the invitation 
<laughs> Kitty B, is that why your wife married you? She knew no woman would want to steal you. That's that's, <laughs> that's hilarious and very hurtful. <laughs> Thank you. She said, well, I better get this one. I better get this one before he kills himself. Uh, thank you for joining us, everyone. If you'd like to share the show out, please, by all means, share it out. But if you don't want to, that's okay, too. I don't blame you. I wouldn't either if I was you. I, I have a number of little moments from last night's debate queued up, ready to go. And I also want to extend the invitation, the olive branch. If you want to jump on the show, tell me what you think of last night's debate. Then the Discord is open. Uh, jump in the call-in line. When it's clear, though, because I think it's it's only set to have one person in there at a time. So if the call-in line's empty, then jump on in. Because I, I I really try to avoid having four or five people, you know, screaming over the top of each other. For me, it doesn't make for good podcasting. I don't know. It's just my preference. It's just my thing. So uh, we, have, we have Mr. America, the Bearded Truth, waiting, ready to go. So we will get to him in just a moment. But before we do, just a little, a quick little bit of housekeeping, ladies and gentlemen. The Boogie Stan National Flag Competition is still open. The vote is still happening for two more days. We're like Pennsylvania up in this bitch. Minister of Fun, Kimmy with a diamond. Are you ready for your surprise? Well, hang on to that for a little bit later, perhaps. Maybe towards the end, if you could. I hate fucking surprises. And I hate even more when people tell me about surprises. Lee, <laughs> I've got a surprise. Do you want your surprise? Do you want your surprise? Because then if I say, well, what is it? It's like, oh, I can't tell you. It's a surprise. It's like, well, fucking shut up about it then. Either give it to me or shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I really don't like surprises. So you can vote for the national flag of Boogie Stan, one through four. And on Friday, if, like I said, this is your first test as a citizen of Boogie Stan, if number four wins, then everybody wins. Minister of Fun with the diamond too late. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. So uh, let's go to our first guest here. We haven't even played a clip yet. How about that? But I will entirely derail the show to talk to my friend, Mr. America, the Beard of Truth. Are you there, sir? Uh, I believe I'm here. Hey, there he is. Loud so. and clear coming through beautifully. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. I was uh, I was actually was just trying to hop the line to make sure I was uh, first in line to, to hop in to talk about the debate from last night. I, I saw you jump in there during the intro, and I thought, well, he's keen. He's he's got some rounds to fire here. Uh, oh, coffee talk you know with me? Sandra with the diamond number two. Number two is that a shit? Okay, I'm not sure. Uh, Mister America's Beard of Truth, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, first of all, I want to just say uh, you and I once again we find this this common ground this the complete agreement right we agree that that in society we need good good people to put their shopping carts away and yeah. also if you come at me with with saying do you want can't wait to share with you a surprise uh i'm gonna tell you to fuck off uh <laughs> you just don't come at me with that bullshit no. give no. me the surprise or shut the fuck up exactly that's, that's exactly. it because it's really not about like surprising the person if you're constantly teasing the person about the surprise. This is about your own sick fascination with torturing people. You probably yes. you probably tortured small animals when you were growing up, right? And you're like, do you want me to stop? Do you want me to stop? Yes, I want you to stop. It's going to be a surprise when I stop. You'll never know when I stop torturing you, right? It, it reminds me of like... um. 
Sarah McLaughlin with like the 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 sad puppy video of like you know we need to help the puppies out. It's just like she's walking around with like this dog food. She's like, you guys just got a call, and I'll give these puppies the food. I will give it to them. They're starving right now. They're starving. It's ransom. You are holding somebody's emotions to ransom when you do this. Do you want your surprise now or do you want your surprise later stuff? So definitely not a fair. There you go. Another thing we align on. Uh, ben K. Veritas with a diamond. You're going to take that surprise like hog leg it is. Okay. I, I've, <laughs> I've lost the chat. I've lost the dressing room, Jason. I don't know what the hell's going on now. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. It's a surprise. I can't know it. I get it. Um, <laughs> last I feel like they raised the black flag against you. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, it's mutiny over here. The kingdom of Boogie Stan. I'm going to have to call in the National Guard or something. Um, I'm oh, sure. Geez. Are there are there any of those Iraqi National Guardsmen left over? Maybe looking for a job. We might need to hire them. Get them in to the kingdom of Boogie Stan. Uh, we'll have to spend millions on them, and they won't do anything. They'll just quit and go and join the opposing forces. It's yeah, right. Somebody else is going to come around with a bigger check. And then they'll turn around and point the gun at me. I'm like, wow, this is a great investment. There's nothing. <laughs> uh, last night's debate. So you've jumped in. You've obviously got some thoughts. I haven't even played a clip yet. So, do, like, go for it. The floor is yours. What did you think? Oh, so last night's debate was the epitome of American politics. Uh-huh. I'll wait for this. <laughs> yeah, thank you uh, Diamond for the Diamond Coffee Talk with Sandra. All hail Boogie Stan. Correct. Uh, so, I mean, this was the epitome of American politics at its finest, at its greatest, that we have come to the tipping point. We've come to the head. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the greatest that the the single party, the Republicrats can put up. Um, <laughs> so excited, of course, because I knew coming in and I was talking with some friends, I've I've become more reserved with like putting out my my predictions. Mm-hmm. But I knew coming into this. What was going to happen was was Trump's going to come out the gate swinging hard. He's going to be hitting on on Joe. Mm-hmm. The moderator is going to come step in. We saw what the the uh, uh, the topics were going to be. So so he, you know Chris Wallace is going to catch a couple blows, yep. and then suddenly Trump gets to play victim card the rest of the night. <laughs> we saw we saw this. We I saw this coming to life, and sure enough, my Facebook feed, my Twitter feed has been filled with people saying, you know, Trump had to punch back. The two verse one, and he handled his own. It, it was just, it's it just what it was. Uh, the, the, with thing Joe about, Biden, the thing about the interrupting for me that like annoyed me was not so much that he interrupted, but it's like, uh, it's, um, look, Biden's the best asset that the Trump campaign has is letting Biden speak. Like, yes. if the longer he speaks uninterrupted, the likelihood that it will devolve into some incoherent fucking ramble that everybody can grab sound clips of and make fun of and make videos of increases tenfold. So they actually robbed like the internet meme community of the ability to uh, grab Joe Biden sound clips because every time it looked like he was about to fall off the cliff with his speech, Trump would jump in and save him and, you know, yep. like would interrupt and change the topic again. So it was, it was kind of frustrating in that respect. Oh, yeah. It, it was it, oh, I my favorite vice presidential candidate, uh, Spike Cohen, actually put out a, a Facebook comment last night afterwards or a Facebook post, and I thought it was fantastic. He was like, you know, um, out of respect of train wrecks, I can't compare these two. Um, <laughs> but that's exactly what this was. It was it was a terrible train wreck through and through. Um, Joe Biden, as you said, you know, just you can't let the dude talk for more than thirty seconds. No. I mean, 
his his campaign was asking for for breaks every 30 minutes during a 90 minute debate that's two big <laughs> breaks in order to kind of get him back into the corner give him a little pep talk right. slap him on the ass and, and get him back Splash out there. some water on his face get the smelling exactly. salts under his nose wake up like he's unconscious come on joe you're right you got this you got this just stay away from the jab um i, I like that you mentioned like the ridiculousness the absurdity of it all um there's because we were talking about this when we were talking about the campaign of vermin supreme and you and i have sp- spoken in private and you know I, I don't think i'm you know exposing any inside baseball or anything here but i've said to you before i can't understand why everybody under 30 isn't libertarian by default because yeah. if you think about like what do we have to offer people? It's like, well, you can take all the drugs, you can have all the sex, and the government can't take anything away from you. It's like, how can how can kids not love that idea? You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's beautiful. So like, it's it's something wrong with our marketing or something. And you know, the the campaign of Vermin Supreme. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I'll let you explain it, but basically, it essentially boils down to: okay, we have no chance here to break up the two party system. So what if we don't campaign against the other people, we campaign against the system itself by exposing how ridiculous it is, by turning yes. it into a joke, right? Yep. Yep. And this was this was the thing that a lot of people hated about Vermin was he's a satirist. So he makes satire and that's his campaign. I mean, when you run to, on the promise of giving everybody in the nation a free pony yep. and, you know, they're like, that's ridiculous. It's just like, what about healthcare for all? Don't you think that's ridiculous? Exactly. No, of course not. It, it absolutely is. Yep. Um, so I mean, the point for point, I mean, Vermin's out there just making these these comments. I mean, we have a, a moral and oral decay across this country. And so we need to have police breaking down your doors at two o'clock in the morning, make sure you're brushing your teeth properly. Great. I mean, <laughs> this is the Patriot Act in in and an analogy. So, I mean, there's there's ways that that Berman Supreme was able to to make that outreach. Um, but but to the point, to the bigger point here of of trying to figure out how libertarianism is going to be able to to grapple or to to get a grip with with society. Um, I think it was telling that when the, during the debate and after the debate last night, um, the Joe Jorgensen website actually was crashing from too much traffic. Um, so okay, so there but was let's be fair here. Mixer. How much? How much does Joe spend on server space? Like, does that mean that fifty people were trying to log in at once? <laughs> like, that no, we weren't there expecting was dozens, this, all right? There was dozens. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well, so how do you see then? I think, I think the response is fairly predictable because now we kind of live in a time where uh, nothing but nothing short of just complete loyalty is acceptable anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, because so, my initial reaction was, uh, after, like, after I watched it and I digested it and stuff, I thought nobody really won because no, um, like it was, we're a long way from the Trump of 2016, I think, because I think it's much easier to attack than it is to play defense and mm-hmm. playing defense. Isn't something that Trump necessarily does very well. Like he's not very good at deflecting attacks away. He's more like he's the not. kind to, you know, just attack back, which is fine. Um, but it's much easier when you're, you know, when you're chasing rather than leading, I think, to pull that off. And for the case of Biden, I thought it's it's amazing the situation. Just because he wasn't as bad as everyone thought he would be, like he was very yes. bad, don't get me wrong. Don't, he was awful. Um, but just because he wasn't as, like, just because he didn't collapse into a heap on the stage, for some reason now, that means he won. 
You know what I mean? Like, oh, he's yeah. very good. No, no, no. Our expectation was so low. That's what made him look good. Which is fantastic because we already have like super low expectations for anybody running for the Republican or Democrat Party. I mean, we're seeing that across the elections across the country right now with super low bar. And so for like him, it's like, did he did he manage to keep his eyes open for, uh, let's say, 70 percent of the time? He did. Fantastic. <laughs> there, there was some great moments when the camera like zoomed right in when Donald Trump was speaking. And you could see that he was still grappling like for, for you know, for all of Donald Trump's uh, good points and bad points. No one can mm-hmm. doubt that his brain is functioning, you know, at a at a reasonably high level. Like it operates quickly. He's got quick wit, and yeah. um, Joe Biden, by comparison, does not. So when Trump was, you know, saying things to Joe, you could see that Joe was still grappling with the first point that Trump made at point five or six in the conversation. And he, just, uh, I think he was still uh, grappling with where he was. He got to turn those lights down, fat. They're a little bit too bright. They're burning my, uh, you know, uh, what do you call them there? The, uh, the uh, retinas there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So in the fallout, where do you, you know, what's your general opinion of, you know, do you think that there's going to be debate two and three? Because now they say, well, Trump was such a bully. Uh, Joe Biden shouldn't even have another debate, <laughs> which I thought was very cute. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I mean, the whole time, I mean, even leading up to the first one, they were trying to find reasons and justifications to pull this away. I think that they're going to come through with it. I mean, they... Um, the election commission, uh, sorry, the uh, the debate commission, they have actually are looking to change up the structuring. And so I've thrown them a couple of ideas. Okay, I know uh, Kimmy from the chat has has received one of these in a tweet um, where I would like the next moderators to mm. be those of the Waffle House staff in which President Trump and Joe Biden take it out back and, and we can have that debate there. <laughs> um, that, I think that that's going to be a fantastic one. As, as one of the founding members of the Libertarian Waffle House Caucus, I must say, getting the Waffle House caucus involved is going to be fantastic. Um, bringing liberty to everyone on a debate stage. Well, now, but- that, now that white supremacy is the hot topic, we might have to rename it to the Waffen House. Ah, you see mm. what I did there? Mm. The Luftwaffen House. <laughs> uh, Benke Veritas Speak- with a diamond. Are you able to add a second call in as well? Um, maybe. You can try. You can try and jump in. I think I said it just for one at a time. Because yeah, I like to give one-on-one attention. Yeah. I'm I'm the special kid right now, Ben K. I'm yeah, sorry. Wait your turn, young man. <laughs> Everybody needs to share. Uh, and sorry, I cut you off. What was your next point going to be? Uh, so the next point, um, uh, another debate stage, another another good moderator that I would think is just um, this is really the inside baseball for for the Libertarian Party. But Nicholas Sarwak is the was the chair from last year. Okay. Um, and he was probably one of the most hated uh, chairs that we've had from such a wide uh, spectrum of libertarians. And the way that he's able to, like, he doesn't hide his emotions. I would love to see him try to moderate this because it's just it would it would just bring that that train wreck to a whole oh, other level. You're I mean, thinking, it would bring a third one in there. You're thinking when one of the candidates says something he doesn't like, he'd go, oh, that's fucking bullshit, sir. That's ridiculous, yes. you fucking idiot. Yes. A, a bit of that. Get it unhinged and let it go. Like, I, I would love to see that. I, I'd, I'd like to see it moderated by, like, Stone Cold Steve Austin in the wrestling I'm, gear, you know, crushing beers. You know what I mean? Why not? Embrace it. Embrace the chaos. Embrace the absurdity. Minister of Kimmy with the diamond. Uh, Minister of Kimmy. Minister of Fun with the diamond. Take it out back like gay stuff or fight. Uh, either or. Uh, both. I mean, I mean, once you're finished with the fight, I mean, he's already knocked out. <laughs> Sorry, rape is bad. Nobody. Impo- I guess we <laughs> have to say rape. that rape is bad. 
<laughs> all of these expectations that people have. Um, I know. Mr. America, the beard of truth. Any final points you want to leave us with or anything else you want to add? Just um, if if you guys are just as disgusted with all this as I am, mm. give the give the some of the third parties a look. I know that they're they're setting up right now a presidential and vice presidential debate. Uh huh. Let the music go. Iceman uh, double four up- double three with a diamond. Let it uh, a free for all with no modulators. So ju- there will just be constant screaming. It would oh, end man, up being be like beautiful. a it would end up being like a Periscope oh, a Skype debate. You know what I mean? Hello, we've got a donation coming in here. Hey Boogie Victor here. Here's the anthem and clothing line for the Boogieston National Guard, the men and women of Smens. <laughs> okay, we've got, we've got a recommendation for the anthem and clothing line for the Boogie Stand National Guard. Let's have a look here. Let's see what Victor sent us. Okay. Mit der Pump Gun. I like it. Gibt's ne Pumpgun, nerven tut das Brüderlein, <lacht> Schwiegermutter will nicht heim, einmal drücken, ganze zehn Kugeln kann man fliegen sehen, arbeitsam fährt auch nichts rüber, Wetter draußen immer drüber, 45er Kaliber, Uf zur Bank gleich gegenüber, Langeweile unentschieden oder einfach unzufrieden, scheiß Gesamtsituation, Hauptsache Munition, Computer ist dir abgekackt, alles geht. Thank you very much, Victor Von Trump. That could be like the uh, that could be the song of the National Guard, right? That can be the uniform. That can be their uh, kit that they go out with. Uh, I, I love that the can be Coast Guard socks. too. Coast Guard too. We'll make it the whole armed forces. So we'll have the national anthem, and then the armed forces have their own song that they sing at Peggers. Um Winning TV with a diamond. The uniform of the cart patrol of Boogistan. Absolutely. Fantastic stuff. Now, sorry, I've interrupted your point a couple of times. No, not a problem. But um, so going into a third party, because the what the Republicans have been putting out for the last hundred years has been absolute garbage is only getting worse, is Mm. only continuing to get worse. Um, Voting for Trump, voting for Biden is voting for the status quo. We have to see a difference. We have to see a change at five percent. Uh, of the national vote, the FEC treats that party as a significant party um, in which they get uh, funding and they get they get treated differently um, to get that 15 percent, to get a third voice up there um, and to actually advocate for change. We all see the same issues. We know the healthcare is messed up in this country. We know a, a whole litany of things mm-hmm. to make a difference. We have to have a third party. Um, and it, it means taking that vote now. There is never a more important election than the election that we're in, and there's no, never more important of a time to make a change than now. There you go. But Mi- with that, I appreciate it. No, Mr. America, the beat of truth, you're always welcome on the program, sir. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for sharing your thoughts. Uh, absolute pleasure. Are you going to be uh, streaming again soon at any point in the future? Or you used to do some... After stuff? November 3rd, my schedule is going to go from about 60 to 70 hours a week down to hopefully 30. So right. uh, it, it should be coming back. Okay, beautiful. Well, thank you so much for joining us, sir. An absolute Absolutely. pleasure. Thank you so Always much. a pleasure to be on. Y'all have a great night. There he goes. Mr. America, the beard of truth, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we've got Jim Inward. Ben K. Veritas just jumped straight in. Uh, if it's okay, Ben, I just want to get through like one or two of these short little clips and then we'll go to you. If that's okay, I won't I won't keep you waiting there too long because I do have some stuff to go over. So let's let's open up. I did have a couple of clips waiting here 
ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I can't remember which timestamp is which, so let's just say, I think this is the one right at the start, which I'd liked for some reason, and then I put it in the rundown for today's show, so let's have a look. I'll see if it jogs my memory. Oh, yeah, I know why. Look. Hey, how about this guy over here? He's a hell of a guy. <laughs> Look at me. I'm rambling again. Minister of Fun Kimmy with the donation. I spent the day documenting the downward spiral of the great king of Bugiestan. Thanks to Roy Smush and the viewers of ROTC for bringing this to my attention. Oh. $10 dono to play the whole thing. <laughs> okay, let's have a look. So the downward spiral of the King of Boogiestad. Okay, let's have a look at this. Well, no, that's all right. We'll play the whole thing. What is it, two minutes? All right, let's have a look. Let's see what's going on here. This is my surprise, is it? How I'm how I'm going to die. <laughs> is there audio here or selfish, uh, arrogant, selfish and arrogant, ignorant behaviour, yeah. behaviour that's spiraled, spiraled out of control. Out of control. Everybody's at risk. Everybody's in danger here. Everyone's screaming on Twitter that Boogie pulled a gun on. Adults gathered for a kid's birthday party complete with a jumping That's castle. That's not me. Oh, my God. I'm not that Boogie. It's out of control. <laughs> Ocean of death. Trying to kill everybody? I mean, you know what? Those jumping castles, kids are jumping up and down. There's a lot of heavy breathing. <laughs> Shoot that jumping castle immediately. And just kids crying and screaming. Mommy, <laughs> you can't see him once he's dead. <laughs> Making the family pay for this. And this on national Are You Okay Day. Boogie looks like an absolute bitch right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's not me. It's a different Boogie. <laughs> I didn't know that's something new that's just happened. Uh, it's just more drama. Why have we got the crime reporter on this? Thank you for keeping me safe, Mr. Government. <laughs> I appreciate you keeping me safe. It's, it's out of control. We are spiralling into a chaotic pit of hell. But they... <laughs> it's gone. It's over. Boogie. Nobody cares anymore. <laughs> Freedom. Freedom. <laughs> Happy Freedom Day. All right, well done. But it's not really. They weren't talking about me, Boogie Bumper. They were talking about some other guy. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for the surprise. I enjoyed it. I put the link in the chat. <laughs> you guys are idiots. <laughs> All right. Let's get back to where we were. <laughs> UK Neil with the diamond. Fuck did I just walk into? Yeah, just keep on walking. <laughs> just walk right out of me. <laughs> Minister of Fun, keep me with the diamond. Now, do you like the surprise? Yes, it's a very nice surprise. I like the surprise. Thank you very much. But it's yeah, it's not me. I'm, they're not talking about that boogie. It's a different boogie. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. All right, let's see where we are. How you doing, man? What's, what's with Joe Biden acting like a 
19-year-old stoner from 1993. How you doing, man? What's up, man? Hey, man! Fucking weed, bro! Gentlemen, a lot of people have been waiting for this night, so let's get going. Our first subject is the Supreme Court. Okay. President Trump, you nominated Amy Coney Barrett over the weekend to succeed the late... Again, I was very disappointed that Amy Coney Barrett was not accused of being a gang rapist during this telecast, but unfortunately, hopefully, there's still time. Ruth Bader Ginsburg on the court. You say the Constitution is clear about your obligation and the... You you say it's clear. (laughs) Well, it's clear or it's not. I mean, it's obviously clear, isn't it? He can nominate and the Senate can vote. Apparently, how do I know this and I'm not even an American? That the Constitution is clear. They, they, they love doing these little rhetorical bear traps. Well, you say that the Constitution is clear. I'm sorry, and what do you say? That it's not? What do you say? That the Constitution says, we can select a Supreme Court justice only after we've eaten one ton of cotton candy and put butter on the popcorn. That's the only time we're allowed to do it. That's, that's it. That's what the Constitution... No, no, it's not you say it's clear. It's clear. <laughs> to consider a nominee to the court. Vice President Biden, you say that this is an effort by the president and Republicans to jam through an appointment and (laughs) what you call an abuse of power. My first question... An abuse of power. He's doing what the Constitution says he has a right to do, therefore he's abusing his power. And, like, even in the first moment of this debate, you could see already how this was going to track, couldn't you? Because Chris Wallace is already doing the rhetorical reporter thing, right? Instead of saying the truth, which is the the Constitution is clear, he says, well, you say it's clear. But he doesn't say about President Biden, he's trying to ram through and abuse his power. You know what I mean? Ram through, that's like a, uh, a, it's a non-objective term, right? You ram through, push through hijack. These are all emotive terms that get used in order to portray something which is entirely legal and entirely normal and entirely constitution as something devious, something deceptive, something awful, right? Question to both of you tonight. Why are you right in the argument you make and your opponent wrong? And where do you think a justice... See, it's not an argument, though. So he's trying to ram through. That's not an argument. That's rhetoric. Barrett would take the court. President Trump, in this first segment, you go first, two okay. minutes. Now, let's see how they started. Thank you very much, Chris. I will tell you very simply, we won the election. Elections have consequences. We have the Senate. We have the White House. And we have a phenomenal nominee, respected by all, top, top academic uh, Good in every way. Good in every way. In fact, uh, some... Interestingly, I was watching on Twitter some of the conversation around Amy Coney Barrett, and they're running with the smear that she was once associated with... They're not saying that she's in, but they're... That, actually, it's not even associated. She once had some contact with a Catholic group that believes the man is the head of the household. <laughs> and this is awful. You can't have this. No way. We cannot have somebody who believes... We cannot have a woman on the Supreme Court who believes that the man is the head of the household. And I thought, well, good. That means no Muslim judges then. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. 
Imagine being so confused where you constantly talk about the need to have, say, Islamic politicians and Islamic judges, but then castigate people who believe in the traditional family structure. Imagine how confused you'd have to be as an individual, as a voter, to hold those two things simultaneously. Let's carry on. Some of her biggest endorsers are very liberal people from Notre Dame and other places. Notre Dame? So I think Dame. she's going to be fantastic. We have plenty of time. Uh, even if we did it after the election itself. I have a lot of time after the election, as you know. <laughs> so I think that uh, she will be outstanding. She's going to be uh, as good as anybody that has served on that court. We really feel that. Uh, we have a professor at Notre Dame, highly respected by all, said she's the single greatest student he's ever had. He's been a professor for a long time at a great school. And uh, we just, uh, we won the election, and therefore we have the right to choose her. And very few people knowingly would say otherwise. And by the way, the Democrats, they wouldn't even think about not doing it. If they had, the only difference is to try and do it faster. There's no way they would give it up. They had Merritt Garland, but the problem is they didn't have the election. So they were stopped. And probably that would happen in reverse also. Definitely would happen in reverse. So we won the election and we have the right to do it, Chris. President Trump, thank you. Um, okay, let's hear from you, Jojo. Biden, Joey you, uh, B. Two minutes. Joey B. First of all, um, Thank you for doing this. And thank, thank, thank you for doing this. I'm celebrating. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean, thank you for doing this? Isn't it kind of required? <laughs> you know, thank you so much for showing up. Thank you for doing this. I really, I really appreciate the opportunity. Right. You can take the boy out of politics, but you can't take the politics out of the boy, can you? Looking thank forward you. to this, Mr. President. Thank you, Joe. I, uh... The American people yeah. have a right yeah. to have a say in who the Supreme Court nominee is. No, they don't. <laughs> no, they don't. People like to say this, but it's not true. They don't. The people who have a say in who the Supreme Court justices are are the President and Senate. And that's it. Everybody doesn't get a vote. If they had a right to have a say, then it would be on the ballot. Vote for the next Supreme Court justice, but that's not the case. And again, you know, I'm not claiming to be some kind of constitutional expert here, but I'm flipping through this thing. It's a fucking, it's not that big, but, you know, I'm looking for the bit where it says the citizens have a right to vote for the Supreme Court. Just, it's not in there. I can't see that. I don't know where that is. Maybe it's somewhere in the back. I'm not sure. And that say occurs when they vote for a United States senator's Yep. And when they vote for the President of the United States. I'll say you agree with him. <laughs> so you agree with what Donald Trump just said then. And see, this is the part, this is why the interrupting was so frustrating. Because if you just let Biden go, the likelihood that he will fall right off the cliff and say something stupid increases tenfold every single minute that you let him speak. Well, they have a right to choose by choosing the president and the Senate. And that's exactly what they did. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. Winning TV with a diamond. It's right next to the separation of church and state. Oh, is that where it is? I had no idea. Well, let's, let's bring on our next caller here. Uh, OG listener to the program. Thank you for joining in. Ben K. Veritas, can you hear me? Oh, yeah, I can hear you. How you going, mate? Good to hear from you. How are you? Good. 
Good. Um, so I had two main things. Uh, I wish I could have joined while Jason was here could be, because I know he would have pushed back okay. on one of my topics, maybe all three, but you added a topic. All right. Um, so with this clip, I just wanted to say that while I was watching, it was a cringe moment for me when, when Trump said elections have consequences. It was almost validating people's fear of him. Ah, I see. You you agree with that? I mean, he shouldn't have said it that way. Yeah, but uh, yes, but everything validates their fear, right? So, um, I I agree with you. Correct, yes, but um, you know, because he told the because he apparently told the the Proud Boys to stand back and stand down. This apparently validates people's fear of Nazism and concentration camps. So you know what I mean? Like you can't not step on. You can't not validate people's fears. It's a line. It's a minefield out there. Every single step okay. you're going to validate somebody's fears on something. Okay, his gaffe was basically set up as a bear trap by the loaded question. It was like a double-barreled question. Right. Are you going to disavow? And they combined the two things. They com- combined uh, white nationalists and right-wing protesters. Which Correct. Are not the same. Thing. Correct. So are you going to disavow both of these things that have nothing to do with each other? Or are you not going to disavow either one? Of course, yep. And, you know, because the the easy response is, and I've had this before too, like somebody, some idiot on Twitter will get in touch and like, you know, comment under something and say, will you disavow white supremacy? And And they'll say something like, well, it's an easy question. How can that be hard? And I'm like, no, no, it is an easy question. But idiots like you make it difficult because nobody knows what you mean when you say white supremacy. Because for you, white supremacy can be just about anything. So how about we define what white supremacy is first, and then I'll decide whether I'm going to disavow it or not. And that's usually the point where you get, no, uh, uh, somebody who's against white supremacy would just disavow it without conversation. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Right, and that's why he bought himself some time. Like, what do you exactly want me to disavow? Give me a name. Give me a name. And that, that's the time he was like crunching the numbers and thinking about what he's going to say. How to? Re- yep. He didn't need. He didn't need to uh, stall out for any other reason than to carefully choose his word. Right, and I mean, I get the feeling like I. I feel like we're not witnessing the Trump of 2016 because I think the Trump of 2016 would have just barked back instantly. I've already disavowed white supremacy a hundred times. Look it up on YouTube. And then that would have been the end of it. Like, I'm not uh, not answering this idiotic question again. Like, we've got more important things to deal with here. If you want to see me disavowing white supremacy, look it up. I've done it a million times. I'm not doing it again. So, and that would be the end there. Well, now he's, now he's got something to lose. He was going in on a gamble. He's, he was not a politician. He didn't have yep. anything to lose. He had everything to gain. Now he's got something to lose. Sure. All right. Sure. Okay. So, so the two original reasons for my call was when uh, Jason was talking about Joe Jorgen. And there's, so in day-to-day life, nine out of 10 people, it's probably even higher than that. It's probably like nine and three quarter people out mm-hmm. of 10 have never heard of Joe Jorgen. Yeah, correct. And I I uh, made a tweet because I had a, you know, I'm not trying to just bitch and moan without constructive, you know, solutions for things. But I tagged Joe Jorgensen and President Trump in a tweet that said, okay, Joe, Joe Jorgensen, people don't 
know you. And I think what you should do is, um, well, this would be a mutual thing. I think uh, Trump should offer her the position of uh, Department of Education because she understands the problem that the department has caused on our country. Mm -hmm. And she's more than qualified to take that position. And people on both sides don't really like uh, Betsy De DeVos. Right. I mean, that's agreeable, left and right. They both dislike her for different reasons. Sure. Yeah, the, the left dislikes her because they, the left dislikes her because they say she goes too far, and the right dislikes her because they say she doesn't go far enough. <laughs> exactly. So in, in order to create a name for herself, to make herself into a superstar, what better way than to be brought into the Trump administration in the education side and turn herself into a juggernaut of, you know, fixing the problem. Right. Yeah, like, <clears throat> I've had this discussion before with Mr. America to be the truth, who's like a member of the Libertarian Party and whatnot. And um, I've said, you know, what's more effective? Is it trying to get the third party uh, up and running, like trying to get the Libertarian Party as a third party, or being a Libertarian in the Republican Party? You know what I mean? Um, because, you know, the good Dr. Ron Paul, for example, um, he made a lot of ground. Uh, he, could, he couldn't win. He was close to getting nominee in 2012 before he got shafted by the party. <laughs> um, but, you know, what, where can you have the most impact, right? Right, and that was the, I think Ron Paul was the second phenomenon. Uh, I think it was, what was it, Ross Perot was the first one, and then Ron Paul, and then Bernie Sanders. Those are like third-party-ish phenomenon yep yep that's fair enough ross perot um was the only one that ran on a third party but bernie sanders is an independent 364 days of the year and just nominates for the democrats when an election rolls around so right okay so that was my idea that that okay. jorgensen drop out and and accept the department of education position under trump and make a name for herself because she doesn't necessarily have a name i love listening to her right She's said all the right things. She's the perfect person, except nobody knows who the hell she is. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's the and problem. You can't place. get exposure, um, you know, now. And especially Trump is such a dominant figure. Um, he's going to take 95% of all of the copy and all of the uh, television space anyway. So, you know, you, you can't get any oxygen now if you're not one of the two. Right. Exactly. And I mean, that would be a perfect way to implement something constructive into a two-party destructive. I mean, there's people on both sides that say that the duopoly is, is killing us. Okay. Okay. Well, I see some, um, some, you're getting some feedback. You're getting some robust feedback in the chat. Uh, who is this guy? Yuck. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Good. Good, good. <laughs> Making you think. Thank you very much, Ben K. Veritas. Uh, any final points you want to leave us with? Or yeah, the third the third thing was um, people are are asking for a new moderator, and I think Brett Weinstein would be the perfect person because um, the Rogan guy. In order to have um, the R Rogan guy. Well, yeah, he's been on Rogan Weinstein with Jordan Rogan. Peterson a bunch. He's a, he's the professor who was chased off campus. Because he didn't yeah. want to, yeah, no white people day or whatever it was, yeah? Yeah, Evergreen College was where That's he actually one. came prominent. Um, and he he moderated, he did a, a splendid job moderating the the debates between Jordan Peterson and Sam Harris. And you mm -hmm. have to be at a an elevated 
IQ level to be even in that conversation and to narrow down their opinions to the point at hand because they were basically the first debate was them talking over each other and never connecting on anything. Right. And he was the person, the person that was tasked with that. And he did a really good job uh, without, um, without making himself right. Without taking this. So um, that was my opinion. And, and that's it. All right. Well, <laughs> back, as you were. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Big Game Veritas. Absolute pleasure. Right. You're always welcome Have on the program. Time. Thank you very much. There he goes, Ben K. Veritas, ladies and gentlemen. All right. A uh, couple more clips here. I, again, I can't remember which one is which and where they came from. And if you want to call into the show and have your say, then by all means, uh, jump in the Discord, jump in the call in line. Uh, Jim N-Word's been waiting there very patiently. So I, I will get to Jim in just a moment. I just want to play one more clip here. Let's have a look. I, I, again, I can't remember which one is which, so we'll see. First, Mr. President, as you well know, there's a new report that in oh, 2016, yes. the year you were elected president, this in was 2017, fantastic. your first year as president, that you paid $750 a year in federal income tax <laughs> each of those years. <laughs> I know that you pay a lot of other taxes, but I'm asking you the specific question. Is it true? I know that you pay a lot of taxes, but I want to know if you could pay possibly more. The outrage to this is so amusing to me. You know, obviously this is a show with a libertarian tinge, so, you know, fucking taxation is theft all the way, brother. But putting that to one side, I don't know anybody, anybody... I don't know one person on planet fucking Earth, at least in the Western world, who voluntarily pays more tax than they have to. And every single one of the people who are getting angry at this, like, I don't even know if it's true or not. I can't validate it. But let's just say it is. Every single person who's getting angry at this and saying how awful it is and how disgusting it is, not one of them voluntarily pays a dollar more in tax than they have to. Not one. So they are essentially getting angry at somebody who isn't voluntarily paying more tax than they have to, regardless of the fact that they themselves do not pay a dollar more in tax than they have to. Like, figure it out. If, if you can if you can come up with some kind of sense out of that, because, again, it's not about argument, right? It's not about facts. It's not about arguments. It's about outrage. So you put the number out there and you say, look, look, he's scamming everybody. He's robbing people. All emotive, subjective shit. And not one of the people who is getting angry about it is voluntarily paying more tax than they have to. Not one of them is doing anything different. It's such garbage. There was um, a very famous Australian businessman here named Kerry Packer, who was actually the rival to Rupert Murdoch in the media here. He built a huge empire. And it was known that he was kind of like a prickly character that you wouldn't want to get on his bad side. He was prone to just firing people like making people's lives miserable. But at the same time, there's also a whole bunch of stories about him. Like one story that I remember is he had a limousine driver who wasn't the usual limousine driver. uh, And it was a woman. And so the, the driver was a woman, came around, picked him up. 
and she was on the phone or something to her kid, and he's just like, you know, wound down the window. This guy had money to burn, right? Billions and billions and billions of dollars. He wound down the window in the limousine and he said, you know, who are you speaking to? And she said, oh, I'm just talking to my son. He's at home with the babysitter, blah, 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 blah. And Kerry's like, well, why are you doing this job? And she's like, well, this is actually a second job. I have to do this job because I have to. I had to leave my husband and I'm raising my kid. And Thank you for coming. I'll, I'll see, see you in hell. He's like, I'm raising my kid, so I'm doing this as a second job. And he asked her, would you be doing this job if you didn't have to pay your house off? And she says, no, of course not. And then the next morning, she gets a knock on the door and a guy in a suit hands her a check. You know, for whatever the house was, whatever the the amount owing on the house was, it might have been like $300,000. And apparently it came with a little note that said, I don't want to see you in a car ever again. I don't want to see you driving a limo ever again. And just like that. He, so he was known for doing shit like that, right? And he got taken in front of, you know, parliament here because they were trying to, they were trying to, the exact same thing. They were trying to screw him on, oh, he's a tax avoider. He's, he, he famously came up with the line, there's a difference between tax evasion and tax, tax avoidance. And he said, um, only a fucking idiot would pay a dollar more tax than they have to. <laughs> he said this to the politicians. <laughs> so, and famously said something like, why would I give you more of my money? You're only going to throw it down the toilet anyway. You're only going to waste it. It's better off with me. <laughs> so that needs to be the response. And I think most reasonable people get that. Lady of Gypsy, uh, Lady of Diamonds, Gypsy with a diamond. Thank you. Where did you steal the diamond, Gypsy? Throws diamond at Amber. There you go. Um, all right, let's jump. Let's go to our, our next caller here. Jim Enward, thank you for joining us. Are you there, sir? Hey, am I feeding back? Yeah, uh, no, you're not feeding back, but your line's a little crackly. Just, just have a go. See how we go. My line's a little crackly. I'm sorry. I didn't. Uh, I didn't Ring want the to bell and get your cheese, the, man. Uh, on the other people. No, that's all right. I mean, have you got headphones or something like that, or anything you can plug in, or no? Oh, I'm on. I'm on. I'm on a headphone. Holy shit! Maybe I'm a. Maybe it's my VPN. Maybe it's my uh, XPN. It could be. Yeah. Coming. Tell you what. If you want to, maybe if you can try. Do you want to try and turn that off, and then I'll come back to you? How about that? I'll play more. I'll play a bit more of this clip, and then uh, try and like turn the VPN off if that helps. That might help, and then we'll come back to you. So. We'll go, we'll go back to Jim in just a moment here. We'll play a bit more of this clip. Ben K. Veritas with the diamond. Giving money to idiot politicians isn't my forte. Couldn't agree more. Let's have a look. That you paid $750 in federal income taxes each of those two years. I paid millions of dollars in taxes. Millions, millions of, of dollars, dollars. Of income tax. And let me just tell you, there was a story in one of the papers. Show I paid, your tax I paid $38 million <laughs> one your year. Tax I paid $27 million Show us your tax That's year. all he's got. I went, uh, you'll see it as soon as it's finished. You'll see it. You know, oh. if you want to do, go to the Board of Elections. There's a 118-page or so report that says... <laughs> Show us your cokehead son's tax returns, Joe. <laughs> everything I have, every bank I have, I'm totally under leveraged because the assets are extremely I good. And we have a very... See, Joe doesn't even know what under-leveraged means. That's why he's laughing. <laughs> yeah, right. What does that mean, Joe? I don't know. I don't know. 
We have a, we, I built Sir, a great I'm asking company. you a specific question, which but is... let me tell you... I, I understand all of that. I, I understand all of that. But, but let me, a, no, Mr. President. See, I've always thought this. This is why you don't want to release your tax returns. Because a whole bunch of people who are idiots, who have no understanding of complex, you know, business-related tax arrangements and stuff, will just pour over documents and then in the, for the next six months... You're going to have media that go, look at this number, and they're going to circle it and go, look, $700. And But then you have to explain, well, no, no, that comes as a result after we leverage this, and there's a percentage on that, and then you write off this, and then you feed that into this, and da-da-da-da-da-da. They're not interested. People aren't interested in nuance anymore. People don't care about explanations. The whole point, they know that his tax return specifically is going to be one of the most complex pieces of material that anybody can run an eye over which is exactly why they want it released. Because the majority of people do not have a snowflake's chance in hell of understanding it, and that means they are perfectly primed to be have bullshit shoveled down their throat. And misinformation and lies and innuendo and rumours and rhetoric will become the new normal. Movie Time Blues in the chat. The tax code is designed to confuse people. Exactly. Now, <clears throat> I don't... I'm not angry at somebody who minimizes the amount of tax they have to pay. I try to minimize the amount of tax I have to pay too. Um, do I wish that I could afford, you know, you know, star accountants to be able to do it at a higher level? Of course, but I can't. So that's life. You know, I'm not somebody who necessarily gets jealous of people who can afford to take these fucking turns and make these cuts and stuff. And as again, as a baked in part of my um, belief system, I don't think people should be paying tax anyway. So how could I possibly have a problem with it? I'm asking you a question. The people, the people who want a lot of free shit are the ones who are getting most upset that somebody isn't paying more tax. Will you tell Prove me wrong. Us ...how much you paid in federal income taxes <laughs> in 2016... Now, I want to get to Joe's response here. Who is a all these privileges for depreciation on Pennsylvania. Because that's that's all complicated stuff and people won't get that. Let's hear let's hear Joe make it simple for the working man. Respond? Yeah, I do want to respond. Okay. Look, the tax code that made him yep. the, put him in a position that he pays less tax than a school teacher makes on the money a school teacher makes is because of him take he says he's smart because he can take advantage of the ah, tax ah, code. Yeah. And he does take advantage of the tax code. That's why I'm gonna eliminate the Trump tax cuts. <laughs> wait, 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 what? <laughs> you have to you have to be. I'm sorry. I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. If that response makes sense to you. You are a knuckle-dragging moron. I, can, I, cannot, I cannot put it any more simply than that. Have a listen again. They're talking about why Donald Trump doesn't pay enough income tax. Have a listen one more time to this fucking response. Try and try and connect these two disparate points here. Right after that happened. But Vice President what... Biden, you want to respond? Yeah, I do want to respond. Look, the tax <laughs> code that made him... Okay. Put him in a position. The tax code that made him, that put him in a position to not pay tax. Okay, so we're off to a flyer. That he pays less tax than a school teacher uh -huh. makes, on the money a school teacher makes, mm. is because of him take. he says he's smart because he can take advantage of the yep. tax code. 
And he does take advantage of the tax cut. That's yep. why I'm going to eliminate the Trump tax cuts. <laughs> the Trump tax cuts that came in, what, two years ago? Wait, wait, wait. So you're, so you're saying the system that allowed Donald Trump to become a billionaire <laughs> has only existed for the last two years? He literally became a billionaire in 2018. Wow. But again, that will make sense to a whole bunch of people. A whole bunch of people out there will go, yeah, mm, yeah, sounds fair enough. So the tax code that allowed Donald Trump to get to this position uh, is bad. That's why I'm going to eliminate the Trump tax cuts, which again came into effect in what, 2017, 2018. Unbelievable. And again, that was just allowed to sail through. There was no interrupting on that point from the moderator. Because if I was moderating, I'd, I'd say, Joe, what the fuck are you talking about, mate? What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> That'll make sense to a whole bunch of people. Uh, let's try Jim N-Word again, see if he's uh, fixed up that issue. Jim, are you there? Hey, am I feeding back? No, Am you're not. Buzzing? No, you're not feeding back. It's a bit cracked. That's all right. We'll push on through. We'll go through. We'll we'll fight on through because that's what so we do. I see Joe's making the old Warren Buffett argument. The Warren Buffett argument. Now, what's the Warren Buffett argument? Oh, my secretary pays less taxes than me because I can afford CPAs, and she has a general accountant, or she does her own taxes. Ah, right. I've got you. Nice, nice. Well. Well, what did you think of the debate? Did you watch it? Did you enjoy it? Did you kick back? Did well, you I only I only called in to interrupt you. All oh, right. Well, good. Well done. <laughs> Congratulations. I mean, I, I'm taught. Well, I mean, like previous callers, uh, I, I'm, I'm assuming are are like, well, bearded uh, um, American truth is a libertarian guy. Yeah. Right. Yes. Correct. Yeah, you're a libertarian guy. I'm a libertarian leaning type person. I'm a more of a paleo libertarian myself. But yep. Okay. No, these guys are, uh, generally have the strategy of, uh, hey, I'm more liberal than you. We're right. going to own the lip by being more liberal than the uh, liberals. Right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that was that was one thing that even back in 2016 that kind of annoyed me about Trump was when he'd say, you know, we're going to put even more money into uh, Medicaid and Medicare. I'm like, hang on, aren't you supposed to be against that? Um, Minister of Fun, Kimmy with a diamond, waited 20 minutes to interrupt, dedicated as fuck. There you go. Tip of the hat from Kimmy in the chat for you, Jim. <laughs> Thanks, Kimmy. Very cool. <laughs> yeah, but I do see your point. You don't, but again, it's kind of a tough one politically though, right? Like you would appreciate that culturally we're now in a space where anybody who runs on, you know, what I, I think, what I think, and probably what you think as well, and probably what a lot of people in this chat think, uh, what needs to happen in the Western world, not just the States, not just Canada, not just the UK, Australia as well. Uh, we need savage cuts when it comes to government spending, Correct. Like to, to pull us, like even to give us a chance of getting out of the hole that we're digging, right? Oh, no, no, no. We need, we need to spend more. That's the whole point. <laughs> well, see, Come that's on, the man. point, we though. Just gotta, hey, dig up, stupid. <laughs> dig up, stupid. We're, we're at this place culturally now where anybody who runs on that premise just has no chance of getting elected because everybody's in favor of cutting government spending 
except for them. So nobody like it's like, well, don't take money off me. Take money off that guy. Take money off that guy. Take money off that guy. So anybody who runs on savage cuts to government spending just doesn't have a chance of winning the election in the first place. And unfortunately, baked into the system is if you want to make changes, you have to win first. Right? So I, I don't yeah, know what you do. I don't know what we do not. about it. Yeah, no, 100%. Like you have to, well, the thing about it is you don't want to make changes. You want to radically change. Right. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a twirling, twirling, twirling towards freedom. (laughs) Exactly. Don't blame me. I voted for Kodos. And uh, I guess, (laughs) I, I guess you would be of the opinion that it's generally a vote, you know, left and right now is generally a vote. It's who who drives us over the cliff faster, right? Do we get there, yeah, you know, well, in a no, few I years want, or maybe I want ten? Ten wheels of friendship forever. Right, <laughs> right. You want to you want a full flat, full speed, flat uh, foot flat pedal to the metal over the cliff we go. Thelma and yeah, Louise. Yeah, no, pin pinwheels because the pinwheel keeps twirling yeah. towards freedom. You see, yes, and the- it goes over the cliff and <laughs> onwards to, in the trajectory of space. <laughs> the, the pinwheel of friendship, as Joy of Pessy has called it. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Any final thoughts, Jim Enward? Anything you'd like to leave leave us on? Well, I wanna I wanna leave a little final thought for our libertarian friends out, out there. Okay. For, uh, anybody who supports Joe Jorgensen, the socialist. Yes. <laughs> Uh, who says we need to uh, be anti-racist as as uh, yes as libertarians need to be a- actively anti-racist. I remember that tweet. It's not good enough to not be racist. You have to be actively anti-racist as well. Exactly. That's a Joe Jordan. This is the person that you're supporting. Yeah. So uh, we need to be actively anti. Uh, what are what are these libertarians trying to do? The yeah, Nick Sarwak. Uh, the guy uh, previously brought up, uh, who tried to make a uh, petition against Tom Woods, right? One of the libertarians uh, that ever has existed. Okay. These people need to fuck off and get out of politics. <laughs> there you have it, Jim Edward, ladies and gentlemen. Delicately put point. Fuck out of politics, you dumb shit. <laughs> a delicate point from our caller, Jim Edward. Thank you so much for joining us, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome anytime. And he, t- and he just left. <laughs> he just fuck off, you dumb shits. And then he left the chat room. All right. <laughs> We've got so much more to get through. Uh, we are running a little bit over, though. So I will take a quick five minute break, refresh my beverage. Thank you for joining us on this Wednesday night edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. Debate and switch. Stick around. Got much more coming up after the break. Your novelty comedy songs, organic, handmade with painstaking care, put into every note. Well, look no further than Irrational Times. 
using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later. Irrational Times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level. New songs and sketches every week, so check it out. Idiot Boogie Bumper. Idiot Boogie Bumper. Idiot Boogie Bumper. Idiot Boogie Bumper. Really giving that one a workout. Come on. Zlive.tv slash JJ Stone. And we love JJ here on the show. The world is a terrible place, full of terrible people doing terrible things. Thankfully, there's a weekly live stream that doesn't sugarcoat it for you. Join Major Tom Saturdays at 10 p.m. for the Big Empty. That's Major underscore Tom on DLive. Make sure to use zeros for O's because your life really is that hard. Hey, Patriots. This is your favorite Southerner, Doc Martin. Just wanted to remind you to put on your calendars to join me and your favorite near-to-wheel Yankee, Bill D'Angelo, on Saturday nights. Beginning with Promises Kept at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by the Speakeasy with all of your favorite patriots. You never know what we might cuss and discuss. That's right, Doc Martin. This is everybody's favorite Yankee, Phil D'Angelo speaking. And on Saturday night, we could have Kimmy, wise censored, affectionately known as Electrolux, the original grandma, UK Neil, Rusty, and his famous sound test show, Coffee Talk with Sandra, Earth Citizen, Stefan, the infamous Grandma Sears, Mac Daddy may even make a show up, or virtually anyone else in the world for some irrelevant fun. Yankee, you mean some irreverent fun. So be sure to join us on Twitch, Periscope, DLive, or YouTube. That's right, Doc. Follow us at Winning TV on all of those channels. So be sure and put it on your calendar. We'll be looking for you. We'll leave the porch light on. I still think it's irrelevant fun. But why are you fumbling for coins when you have a heavy bag? <laughs> There's a place that we can go to watch old things. All the warm, fuzzy member berries it brings. It's a special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Bessie. Can't be old movies and old cartoons. We hope to see you over there very soon. It's our special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Bessie. When we were kids and there wasn't any school We'd sit and watch all the best cartoons Eating cereal until it was noon We never thought that 30 years later It'd still be cool Saturday night and cheesy movies The ones that used to show us boobies It's our special little spot Tucked away on D-Live Enjoy the joy of Pessy Enjoy the joy of Pessy. Enjoy the joy of Pessy. This Justin, the global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. This right around this world can get you down. There's just one thing.
Everybody who's called in so far, we do see the Minister of Fun waiting patiently in a chat. But I do want to get to another clip before we jump back into calls. But thank you, everybody, for jumping in and having your say. Very much appreciate it. You're welcome to as well. Uh, just hit the Discord link, and when the show call-in line is free, then that's your chance. Strike. Strike. Like a lion in the Serengeti. So I do have a couple more clips here. Again, I can't remember. Oh, and just a quick reminder. This Saturday night, as my last, you know, official business on the internet for a week, for a whole week, because I'm taking a week off. So Friday will be the last show of the Daily Boogie for a week. And I'm very much looking forward to that. (laughs) Um, But on Saturday night, 10pm, ladies and gentlemen, after Major Tom, the big empty at nine, dlive.tv slash Major underscore Tom with zeros for O's, because everything in your life is that difficult. After Major Tom... I will be joining Joy of Pessy and Major Tom and whoever else might be on, I'm not sure, to riff on the greatest movie spoof of all time, The Big Bus, the disaster spoof movie from the 1970s, where the star is literally an Italian stereotype whose last name is Bologna. So very much looking forward to that. Joy of Pessy, dlive.tv slash Joy of Pessy. 
So let's get to another clip here. Again, I can't remember which one is which, so let's just roll, see what happens. I want to pick up, though, You'll have on the that. vaccine I, I, sooner I want to pick that. up on this question, though. You say the public can trust the scientists, but they trust can't the trust scientists. President Trump. In fact, you said that again tonight. Your running mate, Senator Harris, goes further, saying the public health experts, quote, will be muzzled, will be suppressed. Given the fact that polls already show that people are concerned about the vaccine and are reluctant to take it, are you and your running mate, Senator Harris, contributing to that fear? No more than the question you just asked him. You pointed out he puts pressure and disagrees with his own scientists. But you're saying Everybody you can't, or Senator and Harris is saying no, you can't trust the scientists. No, well, no, no, you can't trust the scientists. He didn't, she didn't say that. I, <clears throat> I hate this term, trust the scientists more than death. That is like one of the first logical fallacies you get taught in fucking junior high school debate class. The appeal to the authority, the appeal to the majority, right? Like, the scientists are not some homogenous group of faceless individuals who live in a fucking temple up on a mountain somewhere, who come up with decrees and then, like, hand them down to the peasants. That's not the way this works. Again, if you want to, like, if people want to talk about how society is being dumbed down, look no further than shit like this. Trust the scientists. Well, who exactly? Joe Biden, if you if he was pushed like a moderator should push him, I would say to Joe, name one. Name one. Don't tell me to trust a homogenous group of nameless people. How about you give me one name, one scientist, and explain to me why I should trust them. He would look at you with that fucking shit-eating grin, dopey look on his face and drool coming out of the corner of his mouth while his brain struggles to compute the question that you've, he's just been given. <laughs> That's my go-to question for anybody. Anybody who comes at me that says, you should trust the scientists, I go, okay, name one. Give me one to trust and why I should trust them. You never get an answer. Because the people who use lines like you need to trust the scientists are outsourcing their own brain. They're outsourcing their ability to reason. They are outsourcing their own thoughts to somebody else. When somebody says trust the scientists, what they are effectively saying is, I don't have the ability to think about complex topics myself, so I'm going to let this guy do it for me. And what does this guy think? What do these people think? I don't know. Listen to them. Don't ask me. Listen to them. But then they use this position of ignorance dominantly, which is fascinating to me. <laughs> Why people think they have the upper hand in a discussion when they are telling you, I don't know what I'm talking about, but this guy does, is fucking amazing. Imagine that. You're having an argument with somebody and they say, well, you should trust the scientists. I'm like, I'm sorry, we're having an argument, me and you. There are no science. Where are these scientists you speak of? Well, I don't know, but they do. So I just, I just do what they say. It's like, well, how come you're the smart one here? <laughs> Why do you think that you're the intelligent person in this discussion? You're openly telling me you've got no fucking idea what you're just going with what somebody else says. That's not an argument. That's what a sheep does. So... Don't worry about trust the scientists. How about you give me one name and we can discuss that guy and what his theory is and what his argument is and what his scientific discovery was. 
Until then, go shit in your hat. All right, let's go to our caller here. Minister of Fun, Kimmy with the Diamonds. How are you going? Hey, Welcome. how are you? Good. Thank you for joining <laughs> us. Did you watch the debate? I'm, I did. And I what's, did. And what's watched... the view from the great southern state of Mississippi? Oh, well, we don't talk about Mississippi. Don't we? Why not? What's wrong with Mississippi? Too I many don't eyes. Like it. Too many eyes and peas. Yes, all those eyes staring at me as I walk down the street. <laughs> and all that pee everywhere. I can understand. <laughs> Mississippi. Am I is okay. Um what did you just say? Because I was gonna say something about it. Short term memory. Well, what did I just say? How far back do you want me to go in the replay? To before Mississippi. <laughs> Uh, well, what annoys me is people using the line, trust the scientists. I hate Yes, that. yes, yes. Okay, and you know what they were telling us in 2016, other than trust the scientists, which they've been telling us for a while, mm -hmm. is the whole 17, what are they called? Yes, the intelligence, intelligence agencies. agencies. Correct. Yeah. Like, are you going to trust such and such or the 17 intelligence agencies? Look, or, I am... Or your own. Your exactly. own 17. But yeah. they're outsourcing... They're outsourcing authority. They're saying, you can trust me because I trust them, right? Right. But you, you've right. given me no reason to trust you. And just saying that this group, and science isn't, like I said, science, the scientists are not a homogenous group of all seers living in a temple on a mountain that hand down decrees. That It doesn't exist like that. There's always mm -hmm. theories and people are arguing. Science is a constant conversation. It's a discussion. It's an argument about what's true and what's not. So it's not like yeah. the scientists put a stamp on something, you know, and send it out. It doesn't work like that. No, it doesn't. And scientists used to say that the earth was flat, but <clears throat> yeah. yeah, we're not going there, are we? Look, one of my little hobbies is collecting um, old advertising posters, right? But not I, I collect them digitally. So I scour the internet looking for these old advertising posters because they make me happy. And I know they do. I've got a whole file of like ones from the 1950s with smoking, right? And it's like uh -huh. a doctor. Doctors say that smoking increases your your you know your thoughtfulness. It makes you, it makes you smarter. It keeps you thin. There are no side effects whatsoever. There's hundreds of these things. It, well, it was recommended for pregnant women to help reduce <laughs> the um, weight gain. Exactly. It's so good for stress. The doctors would be smoking. In the in the surgery while they are uh, consulting you, they would have a cigarette I do a agree with those burn. conclusions, but they're not scientifically sound. <laughs> exactly. So this trust the science stuff is fucking utter garbage, and it annoys the shit out of me. My favorite example is the incredible edible egg. Do y'all have that commercial over there? No. Okay, so it's the incredible edible egg. Um, this is from way back in the 1800s when I was born. And they had the incredible edible egg and like, uh, like if you ate an egg, then you were going to be healthy and all would be well. Right. And then 10 years later, if you eat an egg, you will die almost immediately. No questions asked. And then a few much, few years later, oh, eggs are so awesome. And did I just say awesome? I did not mean to do that. Enzymes. But I meant to say awesome, but my awesome. mouth fucked you up. You got Alzheimer's, so yeah. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, so it's the egg thing. Like, like they don't know if the egg is good or if the egg is bad or maybe it's good or maybe it's not good. Or, hey, 
And the more things change, the more they stay the same. Now we have Gwyneth Paltrow. Doesn't she sell eggs that you're supposed to put in your vagine that make you feel better about life somehow? Yeah, and um, trust me when I say don't put a chicken's eggs in your vagine because no. it doesn't work the same way. No, it won't. Uh, you definitely and don't want to do record, that. And just for the record, that was a joke. Don't want... I don't know it from experience. <laughs> you definitely don't want to do that because you don't want to wet the outside of the shell you see. You're not supposed to wash eggs. That's a very bad thing to do. Because then, that's good because I'm too lazy to wash my eggs, good, so that works. Good, congratulations. All right, so the, Why? Topic, the topic of the day, come on, let's get so vaginal eggs aside. Uh, what did you think of the debate? Because we've got a couple of cunts well, here we need all, to talk about. Well, first of all, if we're talking vaginal eggs, can we at least wash those? Okay, okay, yes, before and <laughs> after. Before and after. <laughs> okay, what did you think? Um, I thought the debate was at least 98% retarded. I did a six out of 10 would not recommend. And I I, I don't even know what to say. First of all, okay, first of all, let me say, (laughs) I have a lot to say, actually. First of all, Joe Biden impressed me. (laughs) Right? Because he he wasn't as bad. Right, because he wasn't as bad as people thought he would be. Therefore, he was good. It's like, no, not really. (laughs) Exactly. Lowered expectations. That's what happened. Yep. And we all fell for it, too. In the lead up, he's going to be awful. He won't be able to speak. He'll be falling asleep. He'll be drooling. He'll be shitting his pants like Jerry Nadler. All he had to do was not do that. And people will say, wow, Joe Joe performed really well. <laughs> Can you imagine just simply not having to be retarded? <laughs> well, I can't because I am, so it's difficult. I can't put myself in that in those shoes. But they, they have it. That, that's how you win now is by setting the bar uh, so low that anything um, above, like, you know, having to reach up to touch a snake's ass, anything above that is good enough. President next year is... But as I said, it's happening. Okay, okay, that's one thought I had. Another thought I had was Donald Trump did not do as well as I expected him to do. Because you have such high expectations of him. Yeah, well, high expectations, well, okay, for both of them, it's high and low expectations and then mixed with, you know, experience of hearing them do their thing. Yep. But, um, yeah, so but I can't decide if, if Biden did well enough and Trump did unwell enough, if that made them even, or if I was just more impressed with one than I expected to and less impressed with the other than I expected to be. And right. so I don't know really, to be honest. Yeah. And like, but, that's the thing. I don't think either of them were particularly good. Um, but in saying that, I think Trump's bad is much better than Joe's bad. If that makes you mean sense. Than Joe's good. Well, like Joe's average is worse than Trump bad, right? So Trump Indeed. Trump good is better than uh, Joe good. Trump average Indeed. is better than Joe good. Trump bad is better than Joe average. What about Trump bad and Joe good? Well, How yeah, do they compare? The, the, well, of, I think Trump bad and Joe good, Joe just edges out. But he we didn't, he didn't get that out. high. <laughs> he, he didn't get that. Yeah, well, exactly. They, they, they're already talking about now. Do you think – I was watching Jake Tapper earlier – uh, he was asking somebody, do you think because Trump was being such a bully that Joe Biden should just not do any more of these debates? <laughs> right, 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 Fantastic. right. Fantastic, Jake. Thank you so much. Uh, that, go ahead. I have more to say. You're not All stopping right. me yet, are you? I, I, like to sh- I like to shift through the callers. We've got clips to play here. We've got things to get to. 
I have things to say. This isn't this isn't a like a, a gab fest <laughs> down at the salon, you know. <laughs> I like to move along at a pretty decent clip. So, all right, have, what else? Well, come I on, have... you're wasting time. What else have you got for us? Okay, two things, at least two things. One of those two things is, did you notice that nobody said anything about Hunter Biden, as far as I recall, until Doofus Face mentioned China? If you were Joe Biden, would you not go to that uh, debate, like swearing to God in your head that you were going to pretend that China does not even exist? Oh, I don't know. I think he's leaning into it because uh, did you see the way he responded later on? Like, my son, he he, he thought about this. He's, he might be slow. Oh, yeah. No, he was prepared for that. Oh, yeah, because he's like, my son had a drug problem and he overcame it and he's a he's a good boy now and he's clean, just like so many people out there struggling. It's like, oh, I see. I see. So he's he was leaning into that one for sure. Like but, if, if if only every drug addict could get a three million dollar job on a Ukrainian gas board, then everybody will be fixed. <laughs> I know. Sign me up for the cocaine. Absolutely. If that's what you got to do. That's how I got. That's how I got poor in the first place. What are you talking about? <laughs> got to get my money back. Yeah. Fucking oh. Well, know, I thought it was that a Eastern bad... European. That Eastern European blow is quality too. You know, he was getting the good stuff. I wouldn't know. Oh, okay. Have well, you had the Eastern European? The best stuff. The best like... stuff is in Estonia. I've been told. I've been reliably informed. That's where you go when you really want to party. So it's only a short Estonia. trip from the Ukraine to Estonia. Yeah, apparently. Um, people in the chat are fascinated with my um imagined ability to crack an egg with my vagina. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you've, Have you been reading it? Well, at least you've got that going for you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a girl's got it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, what, okay. what okay. other points did you want to make? My other point is the one that you're going to agree with me on. I know it. Okay. Trump said, blah, 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 vaccines, blah, 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 soldiers administering, oh, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Oh, yes. Whoa. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he was bragging about how quickly the vaccine's going to be coming out because the military's going to be helping them issue it. <laughs> uh, the fuck? Yeah. So... Oh, yeah. That made me less than happy, and so, but he never said that it was going to be what's it called? Um, when they make you do it, mandatory. mandatory. Well, he never said either one. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, this uh, this is the thing with government, though. They will never say that something's mandatory until they say it, right? So, like, right. Regardless of what the issue, forget about vaccines. Put that to one side for a moment. Whatever the thing is, they will always say that it's not mandatory until they say that it's mandatory, and then it will be mandatory. So they'll say, no, it's not mandatory, it's not mandatory, it's not mandatory, and then on Friday they'll say, okay, it's mandatory now. <laughs> so well, that well, doesn't mean anything. But, and, well, well, but, and, that's a good start to a sentence. Okay, recall, if you will. <laughs> yes. The whole illusion of choice thing that... Oh, you don't have to take it. It's not mandatory. Yep. Blah, 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 blah. But you can't have a job. You can't get on a plane. You Correct. can't take your kids to school. You can't do this and that and all those other things without it. Correct. So they don't even have to make it mandatory to make it mandatory. No, exactly. They'll say, um, look, you don't have to get the vaccination, but if you want to travel, then you're going to have to get the vaccination. And then that will, we're all, look at the, we're already doing this kind of shit to stores. You know, you don't have to wear a face mask, but if you want to buy groceries, you have to wear a face mask. I mean, it doesn't... Do you know that I got kicked out of a Journey for Kids for not wearing a mask? Did you really? I did. I got kicked out of a Journey for Kids for not wearing a mask, and that bitch 
told me, she said, you're probably an anti-vaxxer too, aren't you? And I said, no, as a matter of fact, I just... <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. She's yeah. playing and the role exactly as we imagined she would. Oh, she did. And she called security on me. No, she didn't. She threatened to call security on me twice. Not security. <laughs> security. Yeah. Like, yeah. And get this. Before. <laughs> see, I've been wanting to tell you this. Before she um, told me to whatever a mask. Do you know that the, there was a couple at the checkout register thing? Uh. They were leaving with a bag in their hand. No mask. With shoes in them, with no mask on their faces. Ah, there you Either go. Either of them. Now, did Either you, of them. Did you resist the urge to point at them and, like, snitch and say, well, they're not wearing masks, or did you snitch? I did not resist the urge. <laughs> I didn't have the urge. There was no urge to resist. I was like, what the fuck are you saying? Like, why, does, why do they get – I mean, what are they going to do, take their shoes back? So I said, why do they get to buy shoes and I don't? Uh-huh. And she said, well, I didn't see her because I was in the back room. Um, I might say, because you were in the back room, the rules have changed like now that you're in the front. Correct. I mean, like, help me out here. Well, rules and, only exist as long as somebody's there to enforce them. Uh, yeah, well, she came and she told me I looked stupid without a mask on. And I told her I without said, Without a mask on. Without a mask. I said, someone someone covering half their face is telling me I look stupid. And then I told her that I had a beautiful smile and that people deserve to see it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and she told me I was a bad mother. A which bad I'm sure she mother? Completely. A wow. bad mother. Wow. Mm-hmm. Critiquing your parenting I'm, skills while we're at it. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. With with my sweet little Piper with me, Aww. and I felt terrible because I shouldn't have gotten into the whole fray with her beside me, but it's one of those moments where you're like, okay, here's my time. My time has come. Now, did you prove that you're not a bad mother by leaning down to little Piper at that moment, your sweet little angel, and saying, now, don't listen to this woman. She's a worthless cunt, sweetheart. Did, did you take yeah. the opportunity <laughs> in front of her? No. Yeah. No, but I'm going to have to go back now tomorrow so I can do that. Good, good. <laughs> All right. And, but then guess what I did? Well, hang on, hang on. Now, is this going to keep going? Like, then what, then what, then what happened kind of thing? Or <laughs> If it does, you'll be your lucky day. Okay. Listen well, to this. I'll, I'll give you one more extension on the story, okay? <laughs> then I came home and I did, <clears throat> I did a Karen. Oh, did you? Did you complain to I, management? No, I complained to corporate. Oh, di- oh no! Did you put in a a strongly a a polite but strongly worded email? I did a polite but strongly worded phone call. Oh, right to corporate. They HQ. were appalled. Really? As soon as I said she told me that I was probably an anti-vaxxer, she was like, "What did you?" <laughs> that that is fantastic. <laughs> well, that and again, that proves like exactly. You know, there is no slippery slope if you can see it happening in front of you. And I don't think it's a far stretch to say that at some point somebody will come up with the magical, wonderful idea to say, hey, 
we don't have to make vaccines mandatory. Why don't we just say, unless people have been ma- vaccinated, then they can't go into stores? And it's like, well, how are we going to tell the vaccinated people from the non-vaccinated people? I know, we'll get them to have a small microchip under the skin in the back of their hand. And then we can scan that and we'll see if they've been vaccinated or not. That sounds like a great idea. And we're not forcing anybody to do anything. And it's like, That's right. it doesn't take much imagination to realize that people will go along with this because they're already insinuating that you're an anti-vaxxer because you're not wearing a mask. <laughs> right. That's not fair. Right. Do you know, do you know what's crazy to me about the anti-vaxxer thing hmm. is that anti-vax, the right, we, we're not considered, we're not the granola people that have been bitching about vaccines all this time. Correct. We've only recently begun bitching about vaccines. That's a leftist argument. Well, it's a liberal argument. Right, now, right, right. Now, see, but, the, but now, the, left, the now, leftist, the leftist loves government authority. The liberal oh, does not, they? you know. Yeah. We're back, to right. the, we're back to the old hijacking of the term liberal. Um, you know, liberal mm-hmm. used to mean free speech, free market, and gun ownership. It doesn't mean that anymore. It does not. You know, the liberals used to uh, detest the intelligence agencies. Now they love them. The liberals used to doubt everything that came out. You know, every single corporations. Every yep, they love the corporations now. They used to doubt every policy that came out from government. Now they love the government. So when you're not dealing with liberals here. So the old, like, no. the liberal arguments, you know, you're, you're, I know it's a fucking Dave Rubin talking point. You're now the liberal, you know what I mean, in the classic sense of the word. Well, maybe so. I, oh, yeah, actually, when you did that show, I think it was when you did that show, the, the liberal thing, I was like, okay, well, maybe I am a liberal. Yeah. But we're not going to tell anybody that, okay? Let's keep that between you and me, Connie Chung. Yeah, the old uh, Trust and Verify did a whole episode um, <clears throat> explaining to people why they're not liberals. You know, and it's the same thing applies, pardon me, the same thing applies on the other side. I think a whole bunch of people vote Democrat or vote Labor Party as the case, as is the case here in Australia, who are, who are conservative. They just don't know it. They don't realize that they're conservatives, right? They don't realize that they're libertarians, but they vote for them for different reasons entirely. Now, before I let you go, because that's it now. um, I've not yet said (laughs) No, 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 you're done. You've had, you've had your run. You're done. So any final thoughts on the debate? (laughs) Yes. <laughs> okay, go for it. I did two polls on Twitter related to the debate. Okay. One of them is who won the debate, either Trump, Biden, it was a tie, or F in the chat for America. Right. And right now Trump is winning at 68% and F in the chat is at 29%. Fantastic. <laughs> I, vote, <laughs> I voted F in the chat. Just you so did? You know. Yeah. Because I can't endorse, I can't endorse a candidate. That would be meddling. It would be, and since you're a member of the media, I don't think I think you should keep a. Don't you don't you dare ever say that to me ever again. Well, you're such an influencer. Oh my! Uh, all right, thanks, Kimmy, for joining us. Uh, there, she, there she goes, uh, and and thanks for the video you put together too. By the way, did you love it so much? It was good. I like it. It's very funny. Thank you very much. You know what? I, I'm a splicing queen. It, it went together perfectly. There you go. That was my very first one. So I'll look out. M- many more to come, apparently. <laughs> I don't know because I kind of get bored of this stuff. I understand. I get bored of I me know too. You too. Yeah. 
All right. I'm not ported to you. I'll... Okay. The other poll is who should moderate the next presidential debate? Uh-huh. Either Joe Rogan, Tim Pool, Kimmy, or moderators are just an idea. Okay. <laughs> moderators are just an idea is winning? No. Oh, unfortunate. My, uh, what's his name? Joe Rogan is winning at 39%, but I'm only 4% behind. So I need y'all to get behind me. So hey, I can Joe, hey, Joe Biden, answer. Joe Biden. Um, You've been talking about like Donald Trump's taxes and stuff for a while. Have you ever seen that monkey um, trying to fuck a rock when he's on acid? Have you ever seen that clip? Pull that shit up, Jamie. Pull that shit up. Yeah. <laughs> that, Why not? That would be fantastic. Because we should have clips. Because when one of them said, I didn't say such and such things, I go, oh, yeah, roll that beautiful bean footage. And then there it is. <laughs> exactly. Have, have you seen the clip of the uh, zebra that's like pissing in the lion's mouth, Mr. President? Pull that shit up, Jamie. What do you think about that, sir? <laughs> that would be a great, that'd be a great <laughs> debate. Ooh, and he could get him to smoke pot. Yeah. We could have Alex storm the stage at some point with Eddie Bravo. With a llama. Yeah. Fantastic. I I'm was going to make an Alex llama sticker and I never did. I'm sorry. He rides like... in on the llama. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Well, why not? Why not embrace I the mean, chaos? It's 2020. It's 2020. We used to think the earth was flat. Now we know better. Do you know that in 2016, I kept saying things like, oh, this is so 2016. And then in 2017, I was like, of course, it's 2017. Why wouldn't they do that? And then blah, 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 blah. And now I'm at 2018. I'm like, 2016 was so tame. Oh, no, it was so much fun, wasn't it? So chill. When is? I know that you're loving the destruction, but when is this going to stop? Uh, when we all die. Thank you for coming. So there's an end, <laughs> so there's an end goal. In the- yeah. Okay. Well, it'll happen eventually. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Kimmy. Thank you for joining us. Absolute pleasure. Well, I don't want to go because I do. You like have to. Go. You to have you, to go. But, I've got more to do. You've been given more time than anybody else. That's because you love me more than anybody else. Sure, whatever. Uh, <laughs> so you'll be live tomorrow at eleven, will you? Will you be doing a show? All you have to do is say yes. Will you be doing a show tomorrow? I'm not disavowing or <laughs> endorsing anything. Are you doing a show tomorrow <laughs> at eleven or not? <laughs> I love messing with you. Um, I am. Okay, eleven p.m dlive.tv slash censored. Thank you for joining us, Kimmy. Much no, appreciated. Minister of Fun underscore Kimmy. Minister of Fun underscore Kimmy on DLive. Don't worry, you'll find her. She'll be around. She'll harass you until you do. Thank you for joining and us. And tomorrow night I'll be cracking eggs. Cracking eggs. <laughs> Should I wash them first, though, if I'm going to do it that way? If not, definitely afterwards. Definitely afterwards. No. Okay. I can't wash them afterwards because I've, I've got be more Kimmy, I've got more clips to play. I have to let you go. Okay. This is a conundrum. Okay, bye, Vicky. Okay, see you later. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> there she goes. There she goes. The lovely Kimmy. All right. We got another clip here. Where the hell were we? <laughs> there is the open line is open again. Uh if somebody else wants to jump in, I'll tell you what, we'll we'll take one more call if somebody wants to call in before the end of the show. I do have another clip here, so let's go. Let's see what this one is. Vice President Biden, after the grand jury in the Breonna Taylor case, oh, oh decided yes. not come to charge on, any come of on. the police with homicide, you said it raises the question, quote, whether justice could be equally applied in America. Do you believe that there is a separate but unequal system of justice for blacks in this country? Yeah. 
separate system. Again, these are the little rhetorical bear traps that, you know, Chris Wallace in this case, but the media in general, this is what they do. Because <clears throat> straight away, if I get asked that question, my first, I have to answer with a question. I say, what do you mean separate? As soon as you answer, as soon as you ask that in return, like, what do you mean by separate system? He falls apart. He crumples into a heap. That, that question is all about putting you on defense before you've even answered. So I would say, what do you mean by separate? Do they have, like, do you mean they have their own courts? <laughs> do they have their own system of laws? Do they have their own courts? Do they have their own jails? They're called jails. <laughs> right? No, they don't. Right. So why are you saying separate system of justice then? What does that mean? How is that a thing? How is that real? Because that's different to being, <clears throat> that's different to saying they're treated unequally or they have different, you know, there's a different set of circumstances or whatever, but they don't have a separate system of justice. That is rhetorical sewerage. That's what the media does. Because now you're not answering the question, are uh, black people treated unequally you're answering the question you're denying the fact that the justice system is rigged right it's a completely different ball game yes there is a systemic injustice so i've said it once and i'll say it again um politicians so many of them slur their speech now they're either really cheap drunks or drunk all the time for blacks in this country yes there is a systemic injustice in this country systemic in education and in work and in, in in law enforcement and the and the way in which it's enforced but look the, the law enforcement and the way it's enforced <laughs> the way law enforcement is enforced <laughs> and again like uh, we were saying with Kimmy, our previous caller, um, he performed better than I think most people expected him to perform. But there was it was still this. This was still the norm. So it's not good. Systemic injustice in police enforcement and police enforcement and the way it's enforced. Okay. I mean, it's just incoherent babble. It's just words filling the air that don't actually mean anything. The vast majority of police officers are good, decent, honorable men and women. They risk their lives every day to take care of us. But there are some bad apples. And when they occur, when they find them, they have to be sorted out. They have to be held accountable. Uh -huh. They have to be held accountable. And what I'm going to do as President of the United States is call a, a together an entire group of people at the White House well, everything from the civil rights groups to the uh -huh. police officers, the yep. police chiefs, yep. and we're going to work this out. We're going to have a big chat. <clears throat> this is politicians doing what politicians do, right? What's your so Joe, what's your solution to the systemic injustice? Well, I'm going to sit down with people and talk about it. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but there would be people on both sides of the spectrum who are gritting their teeth and pulling their hair out for different reasons, saying, enough talk. No more talking. We've done talking. We never stop talking. That's all you do is talk. Talk, 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 talk. I'm going to talk to this guy. I'm going to talk to that guy. We're going to sit down. We're going to have a big conversation. Like, you have to be a moron. If you think that, 
all of these like issues and all of the issues that people have with law enforcement and the justice system and stuff, if you think that it can be ironed out with a chat over a cup of coffee and some fucking biscuits in the Oval Office just because you invite a few different people and you're like, oh, we're going to sort this out. That's his plan. We're going to sit down and sort it out. And these, you know, the people who say, yeah, yes, yes, they will openly tell you that other people have no plan on how to fix it. I'm sorry, sitting down and saying you're going to have a discussion is not a plan. That's an afternoon. That's a meeting schedule. That's not a plan to do anything. But people will lap it up. People will eat it up. People go, great idea. Let's sit down and have a talk. We're going to work this out. So we change it's, it's the way just, in which... It's, it's so easy. We'll just work it out. We have more transparency uh, in when yeah. these things happen. Yeah, these right. cops aren't happy to see what happened to, to, to George Floyd. These co cops aren't happy to see what happened to Breonna Taylor. Most don't like it. But we have to have a system where people are held accountable. When, and by the way, violence in response is never appropriate. Never appropriate. Never appropriate. Never appropriate. Peaceful protest is. Violence is never appropriate. All right, what is peaceful President, protest? When they run through the middle President, of the town President, and burn down President your stores Trump, and kill people President all over Trump, the place, that and you is say not peaceful, peaceful protest. President no, Trump, it's I'm not, not asking. But you say it is. President Trump, I'd like to continue with yes, the issue right, of race. Please. I promise we're going to get to the issue of law and order please. in a moment. Fine. This month, Fine. your administration uh, directed federal agencies to end racial sensitivity training that addresses white privilege or critical race theory. Why did you decide to do that, to end racial sensitivity training? And do you believe that there is systemic racism in this country, sir? See, see, again, can't have one without the other, right? See how we've got to merge the two? I ended it because it's racist. I ended it because a lot of people were complaining that they were asked to do things that were absolutely insane, that it was a radical... Anybody... There are, there is mountains and mountains and mountains and mountains of literature of, you know, from professors and other people who know this shit to counter what you've been told. The, the general consensus is this racial sensitivity training actually creates more division. It doesn't help anybody. You know, believe it or not, it's, it's not necessarily a good idea to sit down a whole bunch of people who have done nothing wrong and lecture them about why they're bad people. That doesn't that doesn't rub off well on people, right? To sit down a whole bunch of people who have not done anything wrong, who haven't said anything racist, who haven't vilified anybody, and explain to them why they need to change their behaviour. It's it. I know it's complicated, but it tends to be counterproductive. It tends to not work. <laughs> Lucifer Sam, I hope everyone in here willing to make a statement against white supremacy because if you don't, you're absolutely racist as hell. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, Sam. Sam giving a little jab there. <laughs> a revolution that was taking place in our military. Now, uh the, I read that um, executive order. The thing is, I don't think anything will come of the executive order, but I think it's nice. 
And if you actually read the language in it, it's like, you know, I won't um, judge people. I won't have different sets of rules for people based on their ethnicity and stuff. And I love the fact that people are against it because it exposes everything that we've been saying this whole time. Uh, in our schools, all over the place, and you know it, and so does what, everybody what, what else. Radical, and he would know. What is oh, radical totally about racist. racial sensitivity training? Sir. If you <laughs> Chris Wallace, genuinely asking, what is radical about racial sensitivity training? What's rad? Yes, Chris. Yes, good question. What's so radical about getting everybody in the store but uh, together? What's so radical about getting a whole bunch of people who work at a certain place, only the white people, just the white people, and sitting them down and explaining how them being white is a problem? What's radical about that, Chris? What's so What's so radical about that idea? <laughs> That's 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 the media equivalent. That's the rhetorical equivalent of shooting your own balls off when you've got the pistol stuffed in your belt. See, again, if I'm Trump in this situation, I would say, Chris, great question. Why isn't a black man sitting there instead of you? Why why do you think you should be there? I mean, you believe in you know you believe in change, right? Why why is Joe Biden running? Shouldn't it be a black man? Shouldn't it be a black woman instead? I mean, if this this is the only way we're going to fix things, why am I talking to a white guy right now? You were a certain person. You had no status in life. It was sort of a reversal. And if you look at the people, we were paying people hundreds of thousands of dollars to teach. It's, it's an industry. The racial grievance industry. Very bad ideas and frankly, very sick ideas. And, and really, they were teaching people to hate our country. And I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to allow that to happen. We have to go back to the core values of this country. They were teaching people. Oh, core values like owning black people? Huh? 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 Mr. Fun Kimmy with a diamond. Don't white supremacists like critical race theory? Yes! Yes, they do! <laughs> That's the best part about all this. The ethno-nationalists, the white supremacists, fucking hate Donald Trump because he's too nice to black people. <laughs> I'm not joking. That's how stupid the corporate media is. That's how dumb they are. The Nazis hate Trump. <laughs> he's he's sucking Israel's dick and he's he's cucked to the black man. That's their opinion. They hate the guy. <laughs> Again, this is how dumb we are. That our country is a horrible place, it's a racist place, and they were teaching people to hate our country. And I'm no not going to allow that to happen. Vice President Biden? Nobody's okay. doing that. Nobody's, nobody's doing that. Every Everybody loves America. <laughs> nobody's doing that. Everybody loves America. Everybody loves the uh, country and the, uh, and the uh, nation and stuff. Everybody is in love with uh, this great country. Jo Joe's got no idea the Frankenstein's monster that is being created on the slab behind him that will eventually rise from its, you know, long slumber, put its ice-cold, sewn-together fingers around his throat and choke the political life out of him. He has got no idea what's coming.
This is the last time that you will see a Joe Biden and a Donald Trump running against each other. Because it's all downhill from here. Just, he's oh, the you, racist. You, you just don't know. Here's the deal. He's, I, I a, know a, he's the racist? A lot more about you this. Don't, don't, let him finish it. The fact is that there is racial insensitivity. People have to be made aware. You see, what does that, I know this is an easy line. What does that even mean? Racial insensitivity. So what am I what exactly am I supposed to be sensitive about? Racial insensitivity training. The, the manipulation is in the term itself. What what exactly am I supposed to be sensitive to here? How am I being insensitive exactly? Like it's literally an it's it's literally emotional blackmail. Think about the term. In, you're being racially insensitive. Sensitivity is like an emotional response, right? Oh, so you're I'm being emotionally blackmailed. My emo, my feelings are not good enough, right? You need to you need to have the feelings trained out of you from the very same people who say you can't deny anybody's feelings. It's wrong to deny people their feelings, unless, of course, we don't like their feelings. Foggy, they love us as much as I love awkward interactions with kids. Joe Biden, 2020. <laughs> Fantastic. Fair of what other people feel like. Ring what, the bell if, and what, get what your cheese, you? man. <laughs> Meshuggah, thank you for this uh, subscription. Uh, you need to be trained in order to get how other people... You need to be trained to understand what other people feel like. You need training for that. For millions and millions of dollars, government eggheads need to come up with ways to train you to have better feelings. Welcome to Clown World. And the moderator has the fucking audacity to say, why is this a radical idea? (laughs) What is demeaning to them uh-huh. it's important to people know they don't want yeah. to many people don't want to hurt other people's feelings no but it's it makes a big difference it makes a gigantic difference in the way a child is able to grow up and have a self a sense of self-esteem right really? it's a little yeah. bit like how this guy and and his friends look down on so many people they look down their nose on people like irish catholics like me and grow up. that killed me when I was watching the show, when I was watching the, the debate last night, that moment right there, I was on the fucking floor. Do you want to hear it one more time? Have a listen. Now, remember, in the context of what we're dealing with here, <laughs> remember the context of what we're dealing with here, the big point of contention right now is the nomination of Amy Coney Barrett to the Supreme Court, <laughs> who is an Irish Catholic. <laughs> and they don't want her. Because she's an Irish Catholic. She's too Catholic. She believes too much in that Catholic tripe. So we cannot have somebody like that on the on the Supreme Court. She's too Catholic for us. <laughs> and then he says this. Of self-esteem. It's a little bit like how this guy and, and his friends look down on so many people. They look down their nose on people like Irish Catholics like me. And- <laughs> Another glorious self-own 
from Joe Biden. They look down their nose at Irish Catholics. Coming up after the break, why you need to stand against this dangerous Irish Catholic. (laughs) Catholics can't say anything. Catholics can't be on the Supreme Court. They believe in sky daddies. Fuck yeah. (laughs) He looks down on Irish Catholics like me. (laughs) Oh, God. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. With that, I think we'll draw to a close tonight's proceedings. Uh, Thank you for joining us on this Wednesday night edition of the Daily Boogie. I see our Rational Times has just gone live, so jump over there if you want to have some lighthearted fun. Thank you to all of our callers who called in tonight. Thank you to everybody who contributed on DLive, and thank you to everyone who contributed on Streamlabs. I had so much more, but you know what? Uh, We'd be here all night. I will be back on Friday night for the Friday night edition of the Daily Books, probably at 8 p.m. again. Uh, So thank you so much. I am opening the chest right now. Let me get to that chest, baby. Let me give you those chesticles. There you go. So if you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on the preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to interrupt me nonstop, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper. Uh, Don't forget to follow all of our friends. Until Friday night, ladies and gentlemen, stay calm, stay rational. God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.